This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here we go. Halloween is coming up this weekend. Jim Kelly is going to attempt to break the world record for most Halloween jokes told in 30 seconds. These are all jokes that you have written, Jim. Are these jokes going to kill? That's I, not a joke that I wrote. I hope so. No. Uh, th- that doesn't count. The, the no. timer hasn't started yet, so okay. we won't include that one. Sorry, I'm just in the zone. <laughs> we are not promising these will be good jokes. They will be jokes. This is about quantity over quality. Indeed. Every time we try and do this, we, we just stress that fact. Uh, the current world record is nine Halloween jokes in 30 seconds. So you are going for 10, Jim. Mm-hmm. The timer is set. When you're ready, I will press start. Which monster is the most sexually frustrated? Which? The headless horseman. What does a vampire bee eat? Nectar. Which killer gets a little too handsy at the bar? Michael Urban Myers. Who skates the fastest in the pumpkin patch? Gertie Howe. Who appeared when the plumber bent over? The Kraken. What TV show caught the poltergeist? America's most haunted. What evil doll makes the best machinist? Chuck Key. How do the werewolves stay up all night? Monster Energy. What monster gives you the worst gas? Frankenbeans. How do, what do the skeleton do for a side hustle? Bonely fans. What politician makes the best gravedigger? Doug Ford. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Doug, like D-U-G? You know it, Taz. Doug Ford Mm -hmm. makes the best grave digger. Previous (laughs) record was nine. How many did you just get? Eleven! Eleven! Unbelievable! Eleven! I think the new strategy is you don't say what, where, who, or how, and I can just drive right through. Oh, of course, it's my fault I was slowing you down. No, but it was a team effort of you shutting up. You... (laughs) You were motoring though. Like I, 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 yeah. I saw the pace that you you uh, were able to achieve, and then I just kind of no. You read got the out play. Of the way. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. That was good. Do you have any leftovers? I, well, I have, I have two revisits because you were going so fast. Mm-hmm. Can you just pick a few of your favorites there? Tell them maybe slow them down a little bit. Okay. Um, which monster is the most sexually frustrated? The headless horseman. Self-explanatory. <laughs> Which killer gets a little too handsy at the bar? <laughs> you say self-explanatory. It took me a second to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to describe it. The headless horse. Yeah, right. yeah. Which killer gets a little too handsy at the bar? Michael Urban Myers. Urban Myers in some trouble, you know. Yeah, course. NFL coach. Yeah. What evil doll makes the best machinist? Chuck Key. Tell me more about that one. <laughs> a Chuck Key is like uh, a little tool you use to uh, put a drill bit into a drill press or okay. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I got it. That's a, a niche one that I'm sure all the uh, guys working in the shops this morning mm-hmm. enjoyed. What did the skeleton do for a side hustle? Bonely fans? Kind of oh, works fun. both ways, really. I mean, in real life. Yeah, Bonely fans basically is Bonely fans. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, let's be serious. Okay, you had two leftover yeah. jokes. These are ones we haven't heard yet. Which ghoul has the most Bitcoin? The Crypto Keeper. (laughs) (laughs) They feel so even stupider when I slow them down. They're good, though. They're good. What car did the ghost drive? A Chevy Malibu. Grayson's going to like that one. My, my four-year-old <laughs> son fan. will really... Any jokey where you can incorporate, boo. Yeah, yeah. Or he just loves mid-sized sedans, you know? Well, good job, champ. You did it. <laughs> Yesterday, tickets for the Grey Cup went on sale. Grey Cup is coming up December 12th in the Hammer. And tickets went on sale 10 a.m. yesterday, starting at $99.00. 
You should have bought them at 10 a.m. yesterday oh, because no. I'm looking at the map here. Cheapest tickets I can find, like up in the 200s, 399 Whoa. Each ticket. Holy cow. Let me scan around here. I'm on the little map of uh, Tim Hortons Field where you can you put your cursor over the section and the cheapest ticket price pops up. What's the what's the website, Taz? 439, ticketmaster.ca. Oh, okay. Just type in Grey Cup to the search bar. It'll take you here. And here's 399, 439, 439. Yeah, you're paying at least 400 bucks now if you didn't already get your tickets or someone you know didn't get a couple extras. <sighs> Dang. Should have been all over this, man. Well, uh, it'll there'll be a year off, and then the uh, Grey Cup is back in Hamilton. So <laughs> let true. this be a lesson to everybody. For 2023, make sure the day tickets go on sale, you are waiting in the queue to buy them right at 10 a.m. Put I, a notification in your calendar right now, a year uh, ahead. I wonder, are these like is it actual Ticketmaster prices, or is this uh, it's like scalpers? Like I'm confused. StubHub. The, how do the prices go up? Like they're still like they, they should still have a face value that Ticketmaster sells them for, and they shouldn't go up based on supply and demand once they've already been released, right? Maybe there's like one or two tickets starting at ninety nine behind a pole or something. <laughs> oh, it's like the worst of <laughs> worst. Yeah, can you go worst available? Hey, tickets are starting at ninety nine dollars, and from there they jump up to four hundred. <laughs> Can't wait for the Grey Cup. It'll be great. Uh, you can still get tickets for the festivities surrounding the Grey Cup. So uh, you can do that and, and just be close to the action, which is sometimes more fun than actually being at the game. Mm-hmm. That's what people who don't have tickets to the game say. <laughs> and now the winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock, you peacock. It's sports time with Taz and Jim and Devin Peacock. We're going to talk uh, the world of hockey. And this story is, is a little bit disturbing. So if you have young ones that are listening, you may want to turn the radio down for a little bit here. But uh, there is a mess in the Chicago Blackhawks organization because of the way things were handled 10 years ago, Dev. There is a lot to unpack here. But uh, the, the Colds Notes version is back in 2010... There was uh, an alleged sexual assault of a player, and the Chicago Blackhawks are alleged to have known about it. There was an investigation done, and that uh, the results of that investigation were released yesterday. This was a law firm that looked into it, and uh, the result is the general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks, Stan Bowman, has resigned as a result of this, another member of the team has resigned, their vice president of hockey operations. The NHL has fined the Blackhawks $2 million. The investigation found a player on the team had a sexual encounter with the uh, video coach in May of 2010. The uh, team met to discuss the matter in May. Don't call it a sexual encounter because that makes it sound consensual. Uh, allegedly, the video coach drugged one of the players and forced himself on him. I'm calling it a sexual encounter because that's what the lawyers were calling it. So, okay. So I'm just going to what, with what they described it. But yes, uh, there is a, a huge uh, uh, issue of consent here that's at play. And the player is alleging that uh, he felt he was uh, drugged 
and not able to uh, make decisions that he would otherwise make in, in a different situation. What's really at play is the fact uh, Bowman, uh, the then CEO of the Blackhawks, the assistant general manager of the Blackhawks, Kevin Dayoff, who is now the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, and head coach Joel Quenville all met. What happens now with Kevin Dayoff and Joel Quenville? Dayoff, as I said, the GM of the Jets. He will be meeting with the uh, commissioner, Joel Quenville, now the head coach of the Florida Panthers. He will be meeting with the commissioner, Quenville, after all of this, wrote a recommendation for the video coach. Oh, my God. So that in itself is, uh, to me, I don't know how he keeps his job. I don't know how Dayoff keeps his job. This is It almost sounds like a Catholic church thing where they don't fire the priests who, who do something like this. They move them around. It really does. The video coach, by the way, after all of this, and here's where it gets even worse, where your stomach starts to churn, uh, the uh, video coach, his name is uh, Brad Aldrich. He later went on uh, to have um, a, a situation with a high school player in Michigan. <sighs> he was uh, convicted and sentenced uh, to only, unfortunately, nine months in prison plus five years probation for sexually assaulting a high school player in 2013. So had the Blackhawks handled this different, does that 2013 situation happen? I don't think it does. Mm. There's just so much that is just that puts a pit in your stomach and you just feel for uh, the victims here. I know this uh, must be very hard for the victims, but uh, you got to applaud their courage in in coming forward. And hopefully, I mean, you can speculate about what if in the past, but hopefully we're now at the point where this video coach never gets near another hockey team. Thanks, Dev. This is... Owen Wilson's wow. super-powered wow. wow. Some big news. Bill Murray is going to be in Ant-Man 3. He's joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Unfortunately, we don't know Bill Murray, so we couldn't get him on the show. But we are very happy to have, um, from the show Loki in the MCU... Owen Wilson back with us. Wow, Taz, I thought we were friends. Here I am, second string guest on your show after Bill Murray. Come on. You can't argue with that. Bill Murray's a legend, Owen. He's, he is. He, I, I believe I was in a movie with him called The Royal Moms. Was Bill Murray in that? I don't know. I forget. <laughs> he was in The Life Aquatic. I'm, oh, same director. My man. Was it Bill Murray in Tenenbaums? Maybe he was. Maybe I think he, he made a cameo. We'll, we'll uh, go with that. I know he's friends with the director. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, so Owen Wilson is going to meet some Phase 3 characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you guess who he's meeting, we will hook you up with the 649 tickets. You need to get two out of three. Rob Diltz is our contestant. Hey, Diltz. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, buddy. Have you been watching these uh, superhero movies? No, not at all. Wow, Uh-oh. you're going to blow it, probably. <laughs> okay. Let's hear the first one, Owen. Okay, wow. Let me check my notes here, guys. Uh, wow. You're a fresh face, huh? Let me see here. Well, according to my notes, you were working at a convenience store in Canada? And now you've got more rings than Tom Brady, and you're fighting a giant dragon. Talk about a glow-up. Wow. Any idea which Marvel character Owen Wilson is meeting there, Diltz? 
I have no clue, but I'll say Iron Man. Iron Man is incorrect. I'm sorry, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Five Rings. And Kim's flick. Convenience. Mm-hmm. The actor used to be on that show. Okay, uh, Owen Wilson. Who's next? Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Sorry that you're behind glass right now, but you are one angry ginger. I mean, I know you're in prison, but come on. Wait, what are you talking about? You're related to Venom. He's just a blob of goo. I gotta level with you. I'm just hoping to be here to see Spider-Man. How about that? Wow. Behind bars, related to Venom, blob of goo. Oh, I don't know. Flash? Spider-Flash? Wrong universe. That's DC, brother. Okay, last one here. Owen Wilson. Okay, meeting wow. Marvel Cinematic Universe characters from Phase 3. Go for it. Wow, finally. It's been... I feel like you should have been in this story earlier, but... It, wait, wait, what? It's clobber in time? I thought it was 3.30. Do you, wait, do you do clobber in time around the same time every day? Or is it like sometimes it's in the evening, sometimes it's around brunch? Or is it like hammer time and, you know, ready whenever the mood strikes? Wow. <laughs> Uh, which character is he meeting there, Diltz? Thor? Right? Thor? First two letters were correct. You know when Thor would come down from the heavens and he'd have his hammer in his hand, Taz, and he'd go, It's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. That's the Fantastic Four thing, right? Am I right, Yeah, on? yeah, you know. All right. Uh, none correct. Owen Wilson, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming yeah, on the thanks, program. Taz. Wow. We got to talk about this uh, ongoing saga with the cinematographer who was shot and killed on the film Rust. The set, we all know there was an accident. Alec Baldwin had a, uh, a gun that he thought was a cold gun, as they call it, but no, it was loaded with real bullets. Pulled the trigger and ended up killing a, a woman working on the film. The woman who was under fire here is the 24-year-old armorer on the site 24 years old and she was in charge of all the guns on set now uh, it was only her second film apparently she got yelled at on her first film by Nicolas Cage story is a few months ago when she was working on a Nicolas Cage movie she fired a gun on set without telling one for the second time in three days and Nicolas Cage screamed out Make an announcement! You just blew my effing eardrums out! And then he walked off the set in a rage. I could understand why you'd be mad. Yeah. Um, she's only 24, second movie. You wonder why, why she was in this position to begin with where they trusted her with um, the safety of the actors and, and the crew working on set. Well, apparently producers... Don't want to pay the high price for the experienced armorers, so they're exactly. looking for the eager beavers who are just starting their careers out. Yeah, there was a few reports of how they cheaped out on this set, like sending uh, the crew to go yeah, sleep in a hotels that were way far away, like a lot of cutting corners on this shoot. Yeah, uh, TMZ's following this woman around, <laughs> uh, trying to get pictures of her. Obviously, she's got to feel like a yeah. piece of crap and... She's hardly using her, leaving her apartment right now, but they got a couple pictures of her that they posted on TMZ. It's, I don't think the blame falls solely on her, too, because the assistant director also, like, there's so much going wrong with this story. The assistant director got fired from the last movie he worked on because a gun went off accidentally or whatever. There was a misfire on that set, too. Seems to be a pattern, doesn't yes. there?
And I, like, and I guess they were also doing shooting practice. This, with are, real were, bullets? Yes, with real bullets. Like, while they were doing this movie, so the, the thing called, like, plinking, I think is what it's called, and, well, obviously the sound when the bullet hits a can. And, yeah. And so they were doing that in between shoots, and then, like, at night they would go somewhere, and using the same guns. So dumb. Yeah, I wonder if that's what happened. They were using the gun the night before to do some plinking. They forgot to take the bullets out of it. That's a possibility. Well, because, there, yeah, there obviously should be no real ammo anywhere within the, the that that set and a 24 year old being in charge of the whole thing sounds a little reckless those 24 year olds (laughs) well i guess if you're a 24 year old you're safe you're good at your job but if you're a 24 year old who just got reamed out by Nicolas cage on your last movie uh, maybe maybe uh someone else should be in charge there yeah and if you're saying publicly you think you might be in over your head (laughs) you know like (laughs) do some background research on these people guys come on i want to see you peacock Here we go with sports. Devin Peacock joins us. World Series underway last night. And Dev, you said it was crucial for the Braves to win game one. They listened, pal. They did. Jorge Soler uh, really uh, seemed to be listening. He started the game off with the home run. And uh, that got the uh, the Braves on the way. They kind of cruised to this victory. 6-2 was the winning game one. Game two is tonight. Uh, the Braves made a lot of changes to their outfield. They had to because of injury, and that really came through. Not only did Jorge Soler hit a home run last night, so did Adam Duvall, another late addition to the team. Uh, they played great. The one problem for the Braves is it was a costly victory. Charlie Morton, their best pitcher, he was also on the mound for Houston when they won in 2017, by the way. He got injured. In last night's game, he's done for the season. What happened? He broke his leg. <laughs> so this what? is kind of a this is kind of a crazy story. He was pulled in the third inning after he uh, stumbled a little bit after getting Jose Altuve out. But what had happened was in the second inning, there was a comebacker that hit him in the leg. And what he and the team and everyone didn't know at the time, that comebacker broke his leg. He didn't know about it until the inning later when he put some real weight on it. But at that Uh, point, he'd already struck out a couple guys. So he was walking around. He was pitching for an inning with a broken broken leg. leg. Did did you see his leg go sideways or anything? Was it a gross one? It wasn't uh, quite like that. It was just one of those. And no one quite knew what happened because everyone came out to check on him, and then he was out of the game. So I think for a lot of people, especially if you would have been at uh, at the stadium yesterday in Houston, they'd be w- wondering what's kind of going on. Yeah. And then you found out later, oh, he's done for this season. Okay, good. It wasn't a 90-degree uh, angle in the wrong direction no. kind of break. No. I no. hate those. So that's not great, but they're off to a good start here. You know who must be hating it? Mattress Mac. Remember this guy? Yeah. The, the mattress store baron down in Texas who keeps betting on the uh, the Astros to win the World Series, and he's won some serious money. Well, he's done it again. He's put $3.35 million on the Astros to win. If he, uh, with the odds that he got when he made those bets, he could be looking at $36 million if the Astros are able to pull this thing out. Ooh. You know, that's enough money to, you know, hire a guy to break a pitcher's leg secretly. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know what? He also invited like 50 nuns to the game yesterday to try and get himself uh, some good uh, some good juju, but it didn't really, didn't really work. <laughs> nuns having fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Mattress Mac. <laughs> Death from Above, 1979. Trainwreck, 1979. Those guys, big fans of the year 1979. <laughs> uh, we are talking about gifts that you've received from your employer Man, the, the lady who runs Spanx just went all out for her employees, Jim. Yeah, yeah, here's the audio. Why am I sitting in a Because to celebrate this moment, I have bought each one of you two first-class tickets to anywhere in the world. Pretty sweet. She threw in $10,000 as well mm-hmm. for about 500 employees. They're all getting a trip around the world and... 10,000 bucks. Unexpectedly. That would be an awesome day at work. Mm -hmm. Peter on the line. Peter, gifts from your employer. At my last job, it was almost five years to the day, I got laid off. Oh. Yeah, that's that's not as good as a Rolex. No, but it ended up turning out all right because I'm at a better job now. So... Kind of a gift in disguise. Glass half full, Peter. Great attitude, buddy. Hopefully you start getting some real presents from your new employer. Oh, we do pretty good there. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Yeah, I had heard about a guy that worked at RIM when they first opened up. Yep. With the Blackberry, and Aerosmith played at their Christmas party. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. Because if I, it I is, some of our listeners would have been there. Like If you worked at RIM in Kitchener-Waterloo and you saw Aerosmith at the Christmas party, let us know about it, please. Uh, we've got a little fact check here on the phone. Go ahead. Where are you calling in from? Kitchener-Waterloo. Um, I didn't work at RIM, but I had several friends that worked at BlackBerry. They had Aerosmith. They had Pearl Jam. They had the hip play all at their, uh, at their Christmas party. Come on. Pearl Jam played at a RIM Christmas party? Yeah. Yeah, they, um, Jim Ball Silly had some sort of connection where he would get, you know, everyone be in. It was, and they, the rim people could invite a couple friends and that sort of thing. It was, uh, they were pretty legendary. Yeah, I guess it pays to have a rim job. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) Couldn't, couldn't get him an NHL franchise in Canada, but, uh, hey, Billy, did you see Aerosmith perform at a rim party? No, I saw the tragically hip. You saw the tragically hip. Yeah, so it was uh, it was back in when they were kind of small. It was back in like two thousand two, two thousand three, something like that. It was it was either Jim Ball Silly or Mike's uh, birthday, and on a Saturday night they rented the Lyric in downtown Kitchener for employees and spouses, and they came out and they said, "Okay, this year we did like nine billion dollars in sales, whatever," and they sang "Happy Birthday." They left the stage. About a minute or so later, the curtains opened. It was a tragically hit. You had no idea till the curtain went up what was going on. Well, they they said it was a they said it was a private show, and they didn't tell anybody. It was almost like it was totally totally secret. Like one of those Molson blind dates from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I was I was dating at the time and a, a rim employee, and no, like nobody would nobody knew. That is so cool, man. Yeah, it was it was amazing. They played for about two or three hours. And then uh, that was it. Yeah, and then that was that was the start of their their uh, annual thing. Yeah, tragically hip. Yep. And then the stupid iPhone came along and ruined everything. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Imagine the the bands we'd still be seeing in KW. 
Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.